Hello, everyone. And uh, according to that uh, wonderful theme song that I found, that clickety-clack thing, it's time for TV Oblivion, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode two, season one. Today's date is June 5th, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. Uh, on the first episode, I explained about the show uh, and about myself. and uh, But today will be the first episode that we going in depth of uh, certain TV programs that I chose. Uh, some you never heard of, some ran for less than a year, a couple years, and a couple that were syndicated but then disappeared. So uh, this should be a lot of fun, and I will go by each decade. Uh, one from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. Uh, the 2010s, uh, probably do that down the road if I run out of shows from the 40s. There weren't that many, so that'll take over that. Okay. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Golden Fluffo Shortening. <laughs> it's like Crisco. And the commercial is from 1955, and its spokesman was Mike Wallace. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Here we go. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Golden Fluffo. Uh, this product is, believe it or not, it's still available, but I don't, not in the United States. It's in Canada, from us, according to some sources. Uh, it was like Crisco, and I uh, found this commercial on YouTube, and I recorded it, and it featured Mike Wallace. He was a journalist for many years. Uh, he was famous for 60 Minutes. I enjoyed him very much. He was a, seemed like a very nice man. He's the father of Chris Wallace. And uh, he bef before he was a journalist, he I think he hosted a couple of game shows in the 50s. And I, don't, I can't think of the top of my head, but uh, if I find him down the road, uh, they're probably the one season or two seasons. I would discuss that. And uh, so that was fun. <laughs> and uh, another thing about uh, vegetable shortening, there's one classic scene in All in the Family where Mike Stivick, played by Rob Reiner, was hungry. And uh, Archie Bunker, played by Carol O'Connor, grabs a can of Kis Crisco and gives it to him. And he's, and Mike Stivick was yelling, this is Crisco. <laughs> and Archie goes, well, you eat anything. <laughs> Start laughing at that. <laughs> That's a classic bit. And uh, Crisco's still available. Comes in oil, you know, bottles, uh, vegetable shortening. My mom used that, but not anymore. 
Uh, because she she bakes, but she doesn't bake pies or you know Greek pastries like that anymore. Not not when it comes to crusts like that. So that's fine. Okay. Before I get started, I want to mention one thing. Today is National Cancer Survivor Day. It's on June. It always falls on June fifth. I think it's the first Sunday of June. Uh, I am a cancer survivor. I have. I will be eight months cancer free on the end of the month, which will be June twenty seventh. And I posted this on my social media accounts, and I told, and I thanked everyone, my family, my friends, my followers, you know, for their support. You know, I really, I was, I'm just touched. It's wonderful. You know, there's uh, about 98% of people care. They really do. And I'm doing fine. Uh, I will have my uh, operation. It's for my kidney stone on Thursday. So I'll keep you posted. Okay. Now, back to the fun. Uh, so pull up a chair or a cushion, lie, you know, just uh, lie down on the floor, get your shif- Jiffy Pop popcorn, and we're ready to go. <laughs> I missed that. I love that. So uh, the shows I will talk about, uh, I'll, I would list them, and then I will go by each one. First one is uh, called Fairway Hill. That's from the late 40s. Uh, the 1950s is The Cisco Kid. 1960s will be the Route 66. 1970s will be Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Excuse me. Tongue-tied. 1980s would be Pink Lady. Oh, that's an infamous one. 1990s would be Sydney. And the 2000s would be Daddy-O. So this will be great. All right. The first off we will talk about is... Faraway Hill. Now, uh, you're asking yourself, what is that show? I never heard of it, but uh, this this is very significant, and I will explain. Faraway Hill was a it was a show, and it was the first soap opera aired on American television, and it aired on the Dumont Network. A lot of people, if you're a TV fanatic, you wouldn't remember Dumont. That's the fourth network, not like Fox. <laughs> so. But there was a fourth network, and uh, that started. Uh, the network started about in the mid '40s, but they put on like little shows, not much. So uh, I said before, it, Far- Faraway Hill was the first soap opera. It aired on Wednesday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. We're in Chicago, and it aired in from October second. 1946 through December 18th. So it was only on for two months. Not much. And uh, it's based on a novel. It was written by a man by David P. Lewis. And uh, for the uh, uh, the cast, uh, there are not that many famous people, so I won't read off of them. They were about maybe... Uh, there were five main cast members, but I'm sure there were other cast members that just walked in. The plot of the show was uh, there was a woman named Karen St. John. She's a wealthy widow, and she wanted to spend time with her relatives. And she moved to a town who lived. I'm sorry, she did not move. She lived in a town. It was a small town called Fairway Hill in Kansas. And there was a romance a little bit. And uh, and spoiler alert, uh, the last show ended with the main character dying. So she died. That's a shame, you know. And uh, so uh, there's no copies exist. 
none. I'll get to that in a second. It only ran for three about two months, and uh, it's uh, the funny. the The funny was uh, they filmed the first episode in the basement of a of a Wanamaker's department store. That's a famous uh, department store in New York in Greenwich Village. And uh, it, it was broadcast live. A lot of programs did that. Uh, not videotape or film. That, that came later. And it was only about a half-hour show. And uh, there was a train sequence, you know, at the beginning. That sounds like the beginning of Dark Shadows. That was the first episode, which I love. And uh, so it didn't caught on. And they didn't use cue cards, you know, because... When you're doing live television, you're nervous as a cat and you forget your lines. They still do that. So it didn't, it didn't, uh, it wasn't very su- successful. So, uh, so that's funny. So that is uh, very interesting. It was the first soap opera, you know, and then there were soap operas on radio. Uh, for example, there was uh, Stella Dallas. Uh, our, let's see what else. Oh, Guiding Light. Remember Guiding Light uh, that ran on television for many years. It's not in the air. It's not in the air anymore, but it started in 1932 in Chicago, right here. Amazing, and uh, so that was the longest soap opera ever, you know, because it was radio. Well, now the longest one is Days of Our Lives, which my mom watches every day. I watch it too. <laughs> so, and the second one is uh, General. No, I'm sorry. Forgive me. General Hospital is the longest one that aired in 1963. They, these are licensed 1965. So, but there were others that t- they took off the air and they're gone. So there's only uh, a few. Okay. Okay. Next up, uh, I'm going to talk about the 1950s. Uh, this is uh, the Cisco Kid. I talked about the Cisco Kid on my other uh, podcast, Fan Chicago and Stories, uh, because it was a, a program. That was so beloved by a lot of viewers uh, that were growing up in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and etc. And it was aired on Sunday Sunday mornings. But I think it aired uh, other days when it first aired. And then it ran into reruns. And uh, it was one of the first TV series filmed in color. Although um, it filmed like that, but then when it ran reruns, then until the 1960s, you saw it then. And it ran from, let's see, this premiered in 19, uh, September 5th, 1950, ended in March 22nd, 1956. It ran for six seasons, 156 episodes, and it starred, uh, let's see, Duncan Ronaldo, the Cisco Kid, and Lee Carrillo, or Carrillo, as Pancho. A Cisco, a Pancho. Oh, when I posted this, that's what people said on Facebook. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. And they love, and they were very, uh, they were like desperados, but they weren't r- really like that. They were heroes, and uh, they, it was enjoyable. I love when they got into fights at the, you know, saloon and they're talking. Uh, they were, they were, uh, and endearing wonderful characters i watched the show my memory of this is that when they aired on sunday mornings on wgn tv channel 9 in chicago uh because uh my mom wanted us to go to church i didn't want to i want to watch uh 
the Cisco kid and the Lone Ranger, and they were together. Yeah, but uh, I had to go to Sunday school. Darn. And uh, so it uh, never went off the air uh, for years. Uh, it's not air now. So uh, as for DVD, it's, I think it is available. I have to do a search either on Amazon or eBay. I think it is. I don't have it. Uh, maybe someday I will to go back and watch that because it was fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, the sponsor was Weber's Bread. Uh, that's like butternut bread, only in New York. I don't know what the other sponsor was. I, I don't remember. And uh, some people tell me that he, they made some appearances. Pancho and Cisco made appearances in Chicago. They were in a rodeo and Wrigley Field. Also some supermarkets. I think one in Hilo or National. That's, that's cool. That really is. And the horses... Uh, Cisco had a horse named Diablo, and Pancho rode Loco. A little trivia for you. Okay. All right. So uh, that's a fun show. I enjoyed it. Okay. Next up is Route 66. Now, this ran, this was a popular show, but you don't see on reruns. Uh, very rare. Uh, MeTV had them uh, for a while. And uh, this premiered on October 7, 1960, and ran until March 20th, 1964, for a total of 116 episodes. And uh, this is about two men driving around in a Chevrolet Corvette, and they made pit stops in some certain cities. And that's what the fun is. It's like uh, they filmed like all over the United States, so that was good. Then um, it starred Martin Mil Milner and George Maharis. Uh, Martin Milner died, I think, 2015 or something like that. Something, and then, but George Maharis, believe it or not, is still alive, and he is uh, 93 years old. He's from Greek descent. Uh, I enjoyed him very much. He's very handsome. He had dark hair. You know, you know, some New he has that New York accent. He was a he's a wonderful actor. He's retired, so. Um, so let's see. The character's name, uh, Martin Milner's character's, character's name was Todd Stiles. He was a gra college graduate. And he was joined by Buzz Murdoch, played by George Maharis. And they were driving around and all that. And then about, um, I remember watching a little bit when I was growing up. Maybe it was on Channel 2, like the reruns. But then Nick at Night, Nick at Night came in the 80s you know, the Nickelodeon channel, and they started airing reruns uh, at night. And uh, I remember two. One is Route 66, and the other one was Don Riccio. And the first time people have seen Route 66 for the very first time in a, in a long time, and they enjoyed the show. And I, I watched it, too, and it was great. I had the show on DVD. It's wonderful. They have a lot of guest stars there, lots of lots of guest stars. So it's, it's fun. Near the end of the third season... Uh, George Maharis left. Uh, he, uh, according to stories, he uh, contracted contact, contracted hepatitis. But I heard it's like a contract thing, and he didn't want to go on anymore. And then who, who took his place was an actor named Glenn Corbett. His name was Lincoln Chase. And he, let, he started towards the end of the third season to the fourth, and then it went off the air. I can understand why. Because um, Martin Milner and George Maharis had good chemistry together. It was wonderful like that. And it's a shame, you know, 
So uh, they did a lot of locations. I know they filmed in Chicago one time. I remember seeing, I recognize <laughs> that. So, um, of course, they played the theme song, Route 66. And I think it's, uh, I, the one who wrote it was, uh, oh, Nelson Riddle wrote, uh, wrote the theme song. He did that. And uh, it's famous, you know. And Route 66, the highway, doesn't exist exists anymore but uh, you can find certain parts of it when you're driving you know and it's kind of cool kind of cool and so it's a shame so that's a that's a tv show that was popular it ran for four seasons but it's rarely syndicated you know but if you catch it or uh you might any show you might find on, D, on youtube just look it up you could okay next up we have is uh from 1970, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, this is my first uh, animated show. This ran for 16 seasons on CBS. Uh, from uh, it had, uh, yeah, it had 16 episodes, and it was from the Archie comics, and um, it was very popular. But uh, I don't know for some reason they only ran one season, and uh, but it re-ran forever. During the 70s. And I love the show. I love the music. I love the characters. There was Josie, Melody, Valerie. They were the Pussycats. There was Alan. He was like the manager. And there was, uh, no, Alexander Cabot the uh, third was his manager. And uh, Alan just uh, tagged along, you know, but he was Josie's boyfriend. But uh, Alexander had Alexandra, his sister, and she was jealous. And she had her cat, Sebastian. And they tried to always try plots, and she was like the, the villain of the show. But they had they dealt with villains also, and uh, it was like Scooby Doo. Where are you? It was similar like that. And uh, you know they played music, they uh, chase villains, and all that. And uh, let's see. And uh, the voice of Melody was uh, her name was Sherry Moore, but it really was Cheryl Ladd. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it was Cheryl Ladd. And she sang, and I've heard her sing. She's uh, wonderful. She's a good singer, and uh, she's very pretty. She's still pretty to this day. She's gorgeous. And other uh, famous, uh, Josie, it was Janet Waldo. She did the voice of uh, Judy Jetson on The Jetsons. She was that. And Casey Kasem did Alexander. He also does Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. They were other. And... Uh, I have the show on DVD. It's on Blu-ray now, and also, and then later on they start Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. It was okay. I liked that, but the but the first one's the best, and it was one. It's a great. It's one of my favorite cartoons. You know, I love it. I just sit down and watch it. I can't uh, take I can't take my eyes off of it. It was wonderful. So that's good. Okay, next up uh, here is. Oof. Something infamous, Pink Lady. Pink Lady was a variety show. Uh, <laughs> every time I see this, I remember watching this. I really did. I was in high school, probably, um, let's see, junior year or senior year? I don't know. No, I was junior year. And uh, this aired from March 1st, 1980 through April 4th, just a month. And the stars of the show was a comedian. His name was Jeff Altman. And uh, he's uh, he's appeared on David Letterman many times. Also, he started in a sitcom 
called Nurses in the early 90s. Uh, that aired on Saturday night. So that was a spinoff of Nurse. Uh, so that was a spinoff of Empty Mess, which was a spinoff of Golden Girls. <laughs> so they aired on Saturday nights. And I remember there was Golden Girls uh, 227. That's not the spinoff. Then you had Nurses. No, Empty Mess and Nurses. And then you had uh, Hunter at 9 o'clock. Great Saturday lineup. Okay. So... Jeff Altman had two co-stars, and they were these, uh, it was a musical duo from Japan. And uh, so it was called, first it was called Pink Lady and Jeff, then it turned to Pink Lady. And uh, believe not, one of the cast members of the show was Jim Varney, who played uh, Ernest, you know, in those movies. What a funny man. And... Uh, the uh, the ladies of Pink Lady was, uh, pardon my Japanese, uh, it was me and Ki. Uh, me was Mitsuyo Nemoto, and Ki was Kiko Masuda. Hmm. I like that. And, you know, they were big back then in, uh, in Japan. The funny thing is, they didn't speak English. <laughs> what were they thinking, you know? I think you need a Japanese interpreter there. And they performed songs like Disco, like Boogie Wonderland or Yesterday. I don't know if they sang their own songs. I don't remember. Uh, it was produced by Sid and Marty Croft, responsible for H&R Puffin stuff, Lidsville, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, you name it. They did that. <laughs> the guy who thought of this idea was Fritz Silverman. He was a uh, president of NBC. Oh, people remember him. He uh, Sometimes he brought good shows. Some He brought some bombs. They were terrible. You know, just like he wanted to do just like Donnie Marie didn't work. So uh, they were so they had their Pink Lady had their only top 40 hit. And that was Kiss in the Dark. I never heard this song, but uh, if I find it on YouTube, I'll maybe download it if I like it. And uh, so the funny that was the big obstacle. It was the language barrier. You know, I don't know. Uh, uh, if Jeff Altman, I don't know what he thought of <laughs> movies. So it's, um, he probably maybe got frustrated. I don't know. So um, they had some guest stars and uh, this was funny. So I read a couple of them. Uh, one was Sherman Hemsley, George Jefferson. Blondie was on the show, the group. Isn't that something they perform? Yeah, that's uh, funny. Uh, there was Larry Hagman. <laughs> From Dallas, Sid Caesar, and Donny Osmond, and Pen Teddy Pendergrass, you know. And believe it or not, the third episode had Hugh Hefner and Cheap Trick. <laughs> also, they had Lauren Green, Florence Henderson, Alice Cooper appeared, Jerry Lewis, Red Buttons, Roy Orbison, Bobby Vinton. Oh, boy. And it wasn't rerun. Uh, it did for a a brief period and on a cable channel called Trio. I don't think it exists anymore. That's gone. And um, believe it or not, it was released on DVD, uh, the whole series in 2001 by Rhino. Maybe I'll do an eBay search and, you know, or somewhere and buy it just for curiosity's sake. <laughs> Excuse me. So there were, Six episodes, but only one. There was one that didn't air, so I assume it's on the DVD. 
So that's uh, but see, some people remember the show, believe it or not. And uh, TV Guide had a list of the worst 50 worst TV shows of all time, and that ranked number 35. Oh boy, oh, those poor people. I don't know. Okay, next up, we have uh, a TV show called Sydney that starred Valley Bertinelli and Matthew Perry, and that aired from March 20th to June 25th in 1990. And that was the first series that uh, Valerie did after one day at a time. I love Valerie Burton. She is so cute, so pretty. I have always watched her on one day at a time. She is one of my favorite. And she's still gorgeous. She's still. The plot of the show was her name was Sydney Kells. She was a private investigator. And uh, she came back to her hometown. And she's trying to balance her personal impression life. And uh, she had uh, a boyfriend. He was played by Craig Bierko, played in a lot of TV shows, and and she had a per, overprotective brother, Billy, and that was played by Matthew Perry. I don't know if that was his first show. I uh, maybe it was his first starring show from Friends before Friends. I don't know. I gotta look it up. And uh, they had a neighborhood bar. The actor was Barney Martin, and he's famous for I think he's uh, Seinfeld. I'm trying to remember. Did he play? Uh, uh, who's, I think he played Jerry Seinfeld's father. I think he did. Yeah. And, uh, let's see that show ran for 13 seasons. I remember seeing this, you know, I watched it. It was pretty good. I liked it. And, uh, um, they had some, uh, guest stars also. And, uh, the theme song of the show was performed by Van Halen and the song was finished. What just started. And they played briefly from their album. Oh, you eight one, two. That's a classic. You know, that's a classic. It's not with David Lee Roth. It's with Sammy Hagar. He's the one who sings it. So, and uh, Bert, uh, Valerie Burton had to ask her husband, Eddie Van Halen, to get permission to play the song. He got it. So that's a, a sitcom that came and went. Okay. Next up, we have the last one called Daddy-O. This uh, aired. This was aired from March twenty third to October twenty third in the year two thousand, and it starred Michael Chiklis and Anita Barone. Uh, I remember, I watched it maybe a couple times. I didn't care for it, but uh, Michael Chiklis is a wonderful actor, Greek American. You know, he's a he's funny like that. Uh, he's famous for The Shield, and uh, I remember I watched him on Gotham when they aired. He played a a bad cop, and then he turned into a villain. And uh, let's see. Uh, it ran for two seasons. Uh, the first season ran for five episodes, and then renewed for a second season of 13. But uh, there was a total of 18. There were nine that did not air, you know. So it didn't uh, didn't catch on, didn't have an audience. I don't know. Maybe the show was bad. Uh, maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I do remember this show, and uh, that's a sh so it's another uh, one se season, one hit wonder. It wasn't a one hit, but one season. So the plot of the show, he uh, Michael Chiklis played Chris Woods. He was a uh, supply salesman for a restaurant. Then he became a same home dad. So his wife uh, wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, so. That's the main plot. So I guess stay on bads, and then you have the the women go and their wives go to work. So that's how it was. So that was Daddy O. 
I like that. Okay, so uh, that's it for this episode. I'm glad you can. I'm glad you join me. Uh, I won't go through the whole list. Well, I will go through the list. I talked about Faraway Far, Far Hill, The Cisco Kid, Route 66, Josie and the Pussycats, uh, Pink Lady. Uh, what was the other one? Sydney and Daddy O. Those TV shows, and uh, I will talk about more on the next episode, episode three. I don't know when that will be soon. And uh, so this is the second episode of TV Oblivion. Thank you for joining me. I enjoy talking about that. I love, I have such knowledge, and I also had to do research on that. But it comes natural. This podcast that I do is more natural than my other one, Fan of Chicago and Stories. I really like it. And I hope, I just started the, the first episode yesterday. I posted it on social media. Finally, it's on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to that or any podcast available you can listen on i have a youtube channel i just started uh, but it's a little rusty so uh it's it'll be there shortly i will post that then you could uh, subscribe or subscribe to my podcast to listen so uh thank you this is because i host of tv oblivion and thank you again for joining me have a wonderful sunday it's a beautiful day i'll go for a walk later and right now for the ending theme song, it is uh, pluck, Pick and Pluck. <laughs> it's Vance, it runs about half a minute, so uh, just bear with me. But it's a lot of fun. Okay, thank you again, everybody, and bye-bye for now. Take care.